This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Hope it's starting off right for you. And uh, this morning, we're definitely going to talk trash. Now, I don't mean that you're going to call in and insult me and I'm going to insult you. No, I don't mean that kind of trash talk. I mean, we're going to talk trash hauling. Because I mentioned yesterday that uh, this we were going to have the information sooner rather than later that the city was parting ways with uh, E.L. Harvey and was bringing on board a new company. So we were able to get that information yesterday. The city put out a press release. And Marcus and Chris talked with the mayor a little bit about it yesterday. But the mayor kind of intimated. He said he didn't want to disparage anybody. But he had kind of intimated what I had been hearing from people that were emailing, app chatting, and even a few phone calls over the last few weeks, which was that E.L. Harvey wasn't picking up their trash. That I guess there had been a number of issues for residents who had taken it to you know the mayor's office, called the mayor's office, or told their ward counselor, or just got in touch with someone about the problem. So they were definitely aware of the fact that there were complaints. Now, I'm sure there's going to be complaints with the new hauler, too, that people, it's not going to be 100%. People are going to get upset, and they'll make complaints. It doesn't mean that they're doing a bad job. It just means that sometimes people are expecting something that they shouldn't have been or confused. Hey, they didn't pick up my trash today. Well, it's not your day. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So some of that kind of stuff is bound to happen. But this was a sustained amount of complaints over a couple of weeks, or at least the people who were telling me they were saying this was ongoing, that they were willing to give give the benefit of the doubt. Okay, something happened today. Maybe a truck broke down. They'll come and they'll get it tomorrow. Wait, they didn't come at all this week? So those were some of the, the things that I was hearing. I don't even know about what it was like in the negotiation process between the Mitchell administration, and E.L. Harvey. But keep in mind, too, the city never entered into a contract with E.L. Harvey. Harvey inherited the contract from ABC Disposal. So now this is a chance for the city to start fresh, start anew. There was a lot of issues with that last 10-year contract. And I think that it's telling that the current contract, the new contract that has been signed now with Capital Waste Services, and you can read more about it at WBSM.com and on the app, but that this contract that was signed between the two sides is now a three-year contract. So that might be a getting-to-know-you deal, that if everything works out, maybe there's a longer deal in the future. Maybe, Maybe Capital didn't want to commit to three years. Maybe they didn't want to have a locked-in price for three years considering the volatility 
of the recycling market, of where the trash is going to go. So maybe that was some of the reasons why they they signed a shorter deal. Maybe maybe the city realized, hey, a 10-year deal isn't the best deal for us. The mayor didn't get into too much of that with, with Chris and Marcus, but I think there's a difference, too, between getting into a 10-year contract with ABC Disposal, who had already been, you know, in the city, doing the work, who you knew the owners and had a, a personal relationship with. There's a difference between that and this company that's Boston-based, so it's still local, but that you've, you haven't done business with before. So I think, I, I think it's a smart approach to do a shorter deal and just see how everything shakes out. $26.4 million. So let's just extrapolate out a little bit. It's about $9 million a year, a little under $9 million a year. Which, by the way, the city council just made cuts to the budget that will affect trash service. Jack Spillane has a great column today at New Bedford Light where he basically points out that this this cut that they made is smoke and mirrors, really, if the administration is going to have to come back to them later on throughout the course of the year and ask for money, supplemental supplemental money, to cover some of the shortfalls that this that these cuts will cause. So you can go out there and campaign this fall on how you cut the mayor's budget by... $9 million, just about $9 million. But in the end, the taxpayers are still going to have to pay that $9 million a different way. Maybe not nine, but certainly they're not saving nine either. But this, this new trash contract will, I, I think, at least lock you in for what is going to be a rough period. What happens at the end of three years? Will parallel products be here? Will that affect how the trash is taken away? Will the will the Crapo Hill landfill be closed by then? As it's filling up and running out of space. So there's a lot of questions that can happen in the course of this. One question that I had had, uh, and, and I thank Marcus for asking it, is at the end of the, the press release that the city put out, because I know I've heard from a lot of people when we were talking about mattresses. Do you remember when we had that discussion? I don't know, not in this time slot, but in, in, when I was on at 9 a.m., we were talking about the fact that in last November, they put new rules in place about what you can throw away and what you can't throw away. You know, I was telling you how, you know, if you have old jeans, you have to stuff them in your attic insulation, use them as insulation in your home instead of throwing them in the trash. But we were talking about how difficult it is. Folks were calling in talking about how difficult it can be to recycle items, to bring items to the recycling center, and how costly it can be. Well, Harvey was running the recycling center as well, but now the city is taking that over. So if you if you planned on going there this weekend and bringing some materials that need to be recycled, they're going to be closed. They're closing Friday, and they're not going to open again until after the 4th. And this is going to be a transition period because the city is taking over that operation, at least for the time being. 
as the mayor clarified on the air with Chris and Marcus yesterday, waste, uh, capital waste management will be taking that over too. Capital waste services, sorry. They'll be taking that over too, but it's just going to be a little bit of a transition period for them to come in and take that over. But they will have their trucks out on the road next week. So you, the citizens of New Bedford, will not have any disruption in your trash service. And that's very important because really, there's very few things that people really, really expect from their city. You can say, well, we expect nicely paved roads. Sure, you expect nicely paved roads, but you also understand when you don't have nicely paved roads, you just complain about it, but you still drive down them. You expect to have schools to educate your children. Sure, but if that doesn't happen, the state usually steps in and makes sure that you do, right? Really, what do you really count on the city for? You count on the city for three things. That when you turn on a faucet, water comes out. That when you flush a toilet, water goes down. And when you put the trash out, somebody takes it away. Those are the three very basic things that you need a city to provide for you. Now, not all, not every city provides a trash service. But in New Bedford, people have come to expect that that is part of the deal of living here. I mean, unless you have commercial accounts and all that kind of stuff, but you know, you know what I mean. The average resident expects that when they put their trash out on Monday night, that it's picked up Tuesday morning. So, water on when you turn the faucet on, water down the drain when you flush the toilet, and somebody takes away the trash. And we have Mary called yesterday and and discussed how she has seen trucks pick up the where she lives. They've picked up the garbage. They've taken the recycling and they've thrown it in the same truck as the garbage. I saw that happen at my house in Wareham where I was taking the time to separate out the recyclables. I actually liked separating out the recyclables because it meant that I went through less trash because... Even just being a family of three, three people and a dog, the barrel that they gave us would get filled. We would have more. We were like a bag of trash a day. And so the, I don't know, what's it, 96 gallons, 72 gallons? I don't know how big that the big barrel on wheels is. I think it's 96. We would fill that up every week and then have extra bags that we'd have to put next to it, which... Living out in the woods, raccoons, skunks, they all get into it. Requested an extra barrel. They said, well, you know, there's only three people in your house. We don't, we don't think you need an extra barrel. So once we started going through the recycling, once they instituted that, well, that severely cut down our trash. Originally, they gave us just that little blue bucket and said, here, that should be enough. At a time when we, we had a, a young child who was going through a gallon of milk. Like, we no, we need something bigger than that. So they gave us the 96-gallon recycling bin, too, and it made all the difference in the world. But then I saw the exact same thing. I was leaving for work one day. The trash came up. The truck came up. They grabbed the trash, threw it in the back, grabbed the recycling, threw it in the back. So unless they had some sort of uh, 
magic recycle, you know, magic separator in the back of the truck, they were just crushing up the recyclables right with the regular trash. And that's okay if somebody else is going to be separating it somewhere down the line, but why am I doing it? And I think that aggravates people because, as Mary said yesterday, they're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to help the environment, but also follow the rules because you know what happens if you don't recycle. You get that orange sticker thing, right? That orange tag at the top. So they're just trying to do the right thing. And then they see that it's for nothing. So hopefully a lot of these issues that had happened over the last few years will go away. Uh, Someone had, uh, I had posted the story on Facebook about the change in the trash contract and somebody commented underneath about the problems that they were having the last couple of weeks with, with E.L. Harvey. And my response comment was just, well, none of that matters now because it's a new company. It's a new company. And I was checking out reviews of the company online, you know, seeing if anybody had complained about them. Nobody had complained about them. I mean, there was probably a few people who were like complaining about prices, but as you the citizen, you don't you don't deal with that directly. It's very interesting too how the city of New Bedford does not need to get bids on this job, but yet they they chose to do that process. And Mayor Mitchell said to Chris and Marcus yesterday that Capital Waste Services was not the cheapest bid. They were not the lowest bid that came in. But he felt that they were the ones that would deliver on the services that citizens expect. Which means, you know, coming and picking up the trash when they're supposed to. So that's very telling. Also, uh, they don't have to have any kind of city council approval on this. This is something that the administration just does directly. Which I just, you know, when you see all the different things that are going on between the council and the and the mayor... I'm surprised that there isn't some sort of oversight on this, but it, it gets the job done faster. They can they can get things done down at the wire like this because Friday is the last day of the, of the Harvey contract. The other thing that I found very interesting, and I had no idea that this was a thing, but as I'm writing the story yesterday, I said, well, I need a, I need a Capital Way Services truck photo to use with the story. And we have certain restrictions and rules about what photos we can use. So I'm looking for one that kind of fits the criteria of what we can use. I go to their website. Of course, they don't really have much on the website. They don't have much of a Facebook page because, you know, they're actually out picking up trash. Why would they need a Facebook page? But still, I look there. And I ended up saying, well, maybe there's something on YouTube. And this is when I discovered that there are people who just spend their free time going out and filming garbage trucks. And it was multiple accounts. I mean, I could see if it was one guy. If it was one person that's going on YouTube and posting garbage truck videos. But this was multiple accounts. And they would just film, like, the trucks driving by. They would, they would like, get to the back of the truck and film as it compacts the trash. They would film the guys picking up the barrels and dumping them into the back. And I, I'm just like, 
who who are the people that do this? I've seen it with trains before. You know, Marcus and I were talking about that yesterday, how there's people who do this with trains. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Gazelle and I were talking about this. People do this with trains where they go out and they film trains. But that's trains always have, like, different distinct personalities and character. And it's always about, well, what's what's it hauling? You know, there's all little bits of interesting things with trains. Garbage trucks are garbage trucks. But these there's hundreds of these videos. And they're all kind of relatively the same. So who's... Who are the people behind this? I'm fascinated by it. I'm I'm almost willing to to reach out to somebody and say I need you to come on the radio and explain your hobby to me because I just don't get it. And there's a lot of weird things that you can watch, very niche things that you can watch on on YouTube. There's things that you know something something for everybody. You know, good, clean, wholesome family entertainment. I'm talking about here. But I never would have thought one of those would be watching garbage trucks in action. How do the people who work on those trucks feel about that? Oh, here comes one of those weirdos with his, with his phone camera out again. Oh, boy, here we go. We're going to end up on YouTube again. Just very, very strange. If you are one of those people, I, I, I apologize. I don't mean to judge you, but you need to call in and kind of explain yourself because... I do not get it. I don't understand it. 508-996-0500. Or if you are a little bit nervous to call in and have us hear the sound of your voice and realize who you are, uh, you, you can always send us an app chat on the WBSM app or an open line voicemail. Uh, or, you know, if you want to just send me a whole bunch of trash truck videos, some of your best work. <laughs> who, who is the Steven Spielberg? Of uh, of garbage truck videos. Who who is your Martin Scorsese? Who who tells the best visual story? Do they are there CGI effects? I don't know. I'm gonna get. I'm I'm gonna look more into this. I think. All right. I got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Wait. And let's take a phone call before we go in the newsroom. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How you doing? Good. Um. I know this is probably like way above my pay grade. That's why I'm just asking a question. But um, has the city ever considered providing their own trash ser- like trash service? They they did in the past, and then they went to this model. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be cheaper. What what, what was the what was the the bids? Did, you, did, did, the, did the mayor say anything about no, that? They, I think they, I could have sworn I heard him say a number yesterday. I, I know what the final contract was. So the the capital waste services deal is twenty six point four million. So I don't know what some 20, of the bids that were coming in over a three three year period, right? Yep. Yeah. I, so, so I wonder if it, if if they if they actually thought about it, like because if they're going to be covering the service, what would you say one day? I think it was when, so when, until it picked up. One Capital day picked it up. What do you mean? Like the transition period? How long? Oh, that's that, no, just the recycling center. They're they're going to oh, be they're okay. going to be staffing the recycling center until until Capital staffs the recycling oh, center. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if it'd be cheaper, though, if, if they, you know, I'm sure if it was, they would do it, but just to hire some guys, you know what I mean, and through the city. and But then you and, then um, you have all the trucks that you own. You have to worry about fixing all the trucks. You have to worry yeah, about keeping yeah. all the trucks gassed up. And 
don't yeah, know. I, I I think this you know in the end this has to be cheaper. Yeah, it has to be if they ended up going going with and, it. I'm sure they considered it. You know what I mean? And but, as the the mayor has said to me before, when we talked talked about the ABC disposal situation, when they were having all the lawsuits and all that, as he said, you know, it's it's best left to the professionals to to handle all of that kind of stuff because then the city starts getting into well now they've got to negotiate with people about who's going to take the recyclables and at what cost and all that kind of stuff where you know you've got people here that that this is what they do this is what they do better than anybody so let them handle all right. those things right 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 yeah I do a lot of work in Boston um, I see those capital guys a lot up there um, I can't vouch for their service I mean I just like I said I see them on the road a lot up are, are you are you Boston and whatnot are you filming them and putting them on your YouTube channel. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I won't man. judge you. <laughs> You're a truck guy. I get it. I get it. <laughs> hey, real quick. I know you got to take the break, but real quick. Um, did you see the videos of the uh, of the Titan salvage? Uh, yeah, I saw some of, some of the recovery road. effort. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looked like a lot of that stuff was still unpacked. Some of it, uh, yeah. It looks like you know much of it, much yeah. of it was kind of blown to pieces, but they said that they found human remains within it. So. Oh, did they really? Yeah, I saw a story this morning that said human remains found inside that wreckage. So we'll, we'll they didn't they didn't get into specifics exactly, you know, what it was, but they're sending everything back for testing. So I'm sure we'll get some information in the next couple of days. All right, sounds good. All right, All right Tim, have a good Thank day. All right, let's go into the newsroom now with Adam. Bass. Thousands of passengers are being stranded at U.S. airports ahead of the 4th of July holidays. Bad weather and staffing shortages are being blamed for hundreds of cancellations and thousands of delays across the parts of the U.S. Flights came to a halt Wednesday in both Boston and New York City, where storms kept planes on the tarmac. As of Thursday morning, Newark Liberty International Airport, serving New York City, had the most cancellations, and the airline with the most canceled flights was United. The Federal Reserve says 23 of the biggest U.S. banks were able to survive a severe recession scenario in a recent stress test. A Federal Reserve regulator said all the banks in the test were able to continue lending to customers and businesses. Despite a nearly $5,500 billion projected loss for the group, the banks were also able to maintain minimum capital levels. Another round of Supreme Court decisions is due today. Decisions on seven cases from the term that began in October still haven't come down. Those cases include federal student loans, race-conscious race at college admissions, and LGBTQ rights. The court is scheduled to hand down opinions at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Sixteen people are recovering from injuries after an Amtrak train partially derailed in Ventura County. This passenger describes what happened from his perspective. We were just cruising along and all of a sudden there's a big bang and um, this car started teetering kind of up and down and then side to side and I was in car 11 and it kind of fell off the tracks to the left. The train hit a work truck parked on the tracks at a railroad crossing in Moore Park at about 11.30 Wednesday morning. The truck belonged to a Ventura County Public Works Agency and the driver suffered critical but non-life-threatening injuries. There were 186 passengers and 13 crew members on board. Three of the train's cars came off the tracks but did not overturn. The train was going to Los Angeles Union Station to Washington State. None of the passengers' injuries are considered serious. Debris found from the imploded Titan submarine is believed to contain human remains. The U.S. Coast Guard made the announcement Wednesday after a ship carrying pieces of wreckage recovered from the bottom of the ocean returned to port. A crane offloaded the debris that looked to include the nose of the Titan. 
Investigators from the U.S. and Canada will use the pieces to determine what caused the submarine to implode. The evidence will be transported to a port for further analysis. And Madonna is in New York City Hospital after developing a serious bacterial infection. Her longtime manager, Guy Ozuri, says the pop icon was in the ICU for several days, and it seems she is now recovering in another part of the hospital. He says the 64-year-old is expected to make a full recovery, but is putting her celebration tour on hold for now. It comes just two weeks before she was supposed to hit the road for nearly 60 concerts across the country, with Ozuri saying they'll release new dates once everything is settled. In sports, the Red Sox lost 62 last night against the Miami Marlins. The finale of the three-game series between the two ends tonight at Fenway Park. First pitch at 6.10 p.m. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today is going to be another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds for the area. We could see an afternoon pop-up thunder shower in parts of the area. And we'll be reaching a high into those mid and upper 70s. Overnight tonight, we'll get down into the low 60s. And tomorrow, another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds. Slightly better, but poor air quality possible from the Canadian wildfires. We'll be reaching a high of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It is currently 66 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Best wishes to Madonna and also, of course, best wishes to City Councilor Ian Abreu, who is home from the hospital. Uh, he had surgery last evening. If you missed the news yesterday, he was in a car crash uh, Tuesday afternoon and suffered some broken bones. But uh, he is on the mend. He is home recovering with his family. And uh, he just wants to continue thanking everybody for all their well wishes. And he says he'll be back at it after a couple of days. So hopefully everybody can just give him a chance to rest. Uh, we got some uh, app chat messages that I want to share with you. Joey in New Bedford says, ABC sets such a high standard that no company will ever match that. This company coming in will never meet the ABC standard. Um, I mean, I, I, I think that you can. I think all you have to do is pick up the trash. That's the only standard that people are looking for. You know, take away the waste that they, they don't want to have around. Um, Pammy B. in New Bedford said, listening to you about the garbage being picked up by E.L. Harvey and being put into the same truck as recycling, I do work for the company, and I just want you to know that we do have some trucks that can pick up both garbage and recycling, and they are put into separate bins on the truck. We absolutely do not put garbage and recycling in the same bins. And I watched the video online of the Capitol truck, and I don't know if you noticed, but they did put cardboard right in the back with the garbage and squished it all up into one. So apparently they don't recycle um, I, I don't know. The incident that I said that I saw in my yard was was that situation where, it, and this was ABC, it wasn't E.L. Harvey. This was years and years ago. This is when I had ABC the first time 
before it became the town hauler. And I ended up canceling my service because they never came and picked up my trash. But I watched them just throw that into the back. But that was, again, years and years ago. That wasn't Harvey. And then um, Tony in New Bedford says, will there still be yard waste pickup with the new trash company? I would assume so because, according to Mayor Mitchell, uh, all the services that you had are going to continue. And I saw a bunch of photos from people uh, on social media, probably five or six, which I guess is a bunch. But uh, five or six people who had said, you know, when is the yard waste pickup coming up? But when, when are they going to come and take this away? It's been out here in front of my house. So I'm sure that that will be coming uh, as part of the service. I don't know when that will be. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yeah, good morning, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, maybe uh, those that post those uh, those videos on the garbage trucks, mm-hmm. maybe it's for kids. You know, because they're fascinated with trucks. Maybe that's their motivation. Sure, but but maybe that explains for a couple of videos, but not hundreds of basically the same thing. Well, maybe that gives them some sanity. Who knows? It could be. It could, uh, could be their I, moment I, of zen. Right. I want to wish, uh, you know, Ian Abreu a speedy recovery, and I hope everything works out for him. And I want to get to uh, talk local about uh, the city and the budget. I was watching uh, New Bedford Cable Network on uh, Channel 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was recorded May 26th of this year, a Zoom meeting between city councilors and uh, the heads of the departments. And uh, first, let me just say, uh, you know, I wish Mike Gagney, uh, the CFO, well, he's moving on, and I wish him a lot of luck. So we went from Ari Sky, who did a stellar job, and now we're going to lose Mike Gagney which uh, I believe is a, was a cap, uh, very competent individual. And, uh, but but he, was, he was only on an interim basis anyway. He was just helping yeah, out. But, but he did a good job anyway. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I give him uh, you know, credit. Uh, as far as uh, he mentioned, uh, the city is going to see an $8.2 million increase in the health insurance costs, and the city of New Bedford covers 75% mm-hmm. of the cost. Now, he says by 2025, it's going to hit the ceiling. Now, uh, and he, he also suggested uh, that uh, it should be restructured, the, uh, the health insurance, because uh, in other cities, uh, they restructured their health insurance plans, and it worked out for both the city and the city employees. And uh, I'm disappointed that the city council did not have a debate or have much discussion on restructuring of the health insurance because it's going to hit the ceiling, like Mike Gagney said. And the other thing that was mentioned is uh, the reevaluations on commercial and home and, and house uh, uh, private uh, property, and uh, homes rather, uh, is every two years uh, they're going to have a, uh, a contract to go out and they're going to evaluate all the properties uh, for 2025. 20, uh, so you know what that means. That means they're going to go up on the uh, your, uh, your property taxes. And if they can work, the city council can work with a mayor to try to restructure the health insurance so we can re- save some money. $8.2 million is not pocket change. Right, but the problem seems to be that the, the unions don't want that to happen, and the unions are where the councilors get a lot of their votes, so they're reluctant to do it. Well, it's either that or they're going to find themselves... Uh, somebody else in their seat. Plus, some, uh, of, them are, some, of, them, some of them are getting that health insurance themselves, I'm sure. 
Right. But I'm saying when you have Linda Morad using her her uh, her phone to be videoing in the city council chambers instead of trying to uh, come up with solutions to our problems. You know, to me, I find that very troubling. And we got problems. If we don't get, uh, like in our city budget, if we don't try to find cost savings, uh, especially in the health insurance and pensions and all of that, forget it. We're going to go bankrupt. Right. Well, that, you're absolutely right. They, they... There needs to be a sense of urgency. And that's what I would say. Um, there are good city councilors. So I'm not going to uh, say there isn't. But for the ones that are not doing their job, get your act together and let's have a sense of urgency and let's let's try to see if we can restructure this health insurance uh, uh, in the city to get some cost savings because there's only so much that the property owners and business can take it on the chin before the city goes belly up. Absolutely. All right. Thank, All right. You. Thank you for the call. Now. Have a good day. And uh, 508-996-0500. I'll squeeze in another one before I get to take a break. You are next on WBSM. Good morning, Mr. Weisberg. Good morning. Uh, by the way, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you very much. You're welcome. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I'm getting old, so. <laughs> uh, only a couple of short things. Uh, first, congratulations. Ian went home. I'm very happy to hear that. He's on the mend, and he's going to be okay then. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second thing was you were mentioning the garbage again. Am I allowed to tell you on the radio the name of the company of that truck that I saw doing that? Or uh, I mean, it wasn't Harvey. Yeah, you, you, you can. I mean, I, it's it's not like uh, they're not going to sue you or anything. No, no, okay. <laughs> it was the Republic. I think there's one out of Fall River. It ain't out of New Bedford. Mm-hmm. So it was the Republic truck that did that, and they did stop after I complained. Uh, the next thing I wanted to mention was, okay, fireworks in New Bedford. Yep. Now, New Bedford did a, a real dumb, stupid thing. I think it was last year. Now, I live in a place where... From my window, I do not even have to get out of my recliner and go over there. I can see it from my window as long as my drapes are open. So what they did, it was as bad as it is right now. The fog and all, and now with the Canadian smoke and everything, are they still going to put the fireworks like they did it the last time and we were not able to see a thing? Why couldn't they wait till the next day? I could hear the boom, 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 but there was not one firework to be seen. So the mayor... So they wasted them. The mayor did explain that a little bit last year. Um, I didn't hear it. Yeah, if I remember correctly, what he was saying was, you know, they contract out because these are these are professional companies that come in and set off these fireworks, people who are trained and licensed to do it, and they contract out for them to come on a certain date, and they just don't have the availability for them to say to them, okay, we can't have you do the 4th of July because it's overcast. Can you just come back, you know, on, on next Saturday? Like they can't do that because these companies are all contracted out, and so they have to honor the contracted dates that they have with them. Well, that explains it, but it's still ridiculous that they're putting them out and you can't see a single one of mm-hmm. them. There's people that are doing it illegal out on the street, and they're even better. Because I hate to really complain, but I'm sorry. The New Bedford fireworks have not been that great. I see them better when I'm just driving around, and these people are doing them illegally, and the cops, you know, they don't care. They come, they're enjoying it themselves. They're not going to do anything about it. Well, but I mean, at least I the, people, do, at least the people doing it professionally still have all their fingers. Well, I haven't heard of too many uh, no, people. No, I'm, I'm just being facetious. Yeah, I know that. And before I hang up, because I know time is short, uh, since you like sandwiches a lot and mm-hmm. you tell people about the ones you've had and how much you like them, maybe you could start doing a segment. I don't know if you've already done it. I haven't heard it. 
but maybe a little segment once a week where you would say today's sandwich of the week and then give you our rendition on what you think was the best month of the whole week. I don't want to say sandwich of the day. That's too much. But maybe once a week and you could say this is the sandwich of the week, in my opinion, and we'll see what it is, and maybe we'll go and try it. That's a great idea. I like it. With me, I got to watch out for the bread, so I might not do it once a week. It might be once a month. You know, I'm in I'm in the same position now, so I, I'm keeping an eye on carbs. So uh, that's that's I'll, I'll, I'm finding creative ways to still have sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta do it different, but you could always. I hate to say this, but I have been known to just throw the bread out and eat all the insides. The, the other day, I, I went to Burger King in a, in a moment of I needed to get something before I got on the ferry, and I had a double Whopper with no bread. I ate the vegetables, I ate the meat, and that was my yeah. meal. That's all I ate that whole day. And I do love cheese. I have a problem with it. I could live on cheese all day, and you know. And I've been known to do it because if I have cheese in the house, I won't have a meal. I'll just eat it all I day li- long. I, I like the really, really sharp cheddar. Oh, me too. I just, <laughs> I just bought two blocks of it yesterday. I one time, I'm not even kidding you. I walked around like snacking on a block because I didn't have a, a. I bought the block of hell of a good, you know, extra sharp cheddar, and yep. or, or one of the, I forget which one. I think it was hell of a good. But I was walking around with it and I didn't have a, a way to cut it, so I was just like biting, biting off of me it too, like it was a cheese stick. Too. Don't be ashamed of it. That's I wasn't. The way go. But you know, I mean, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be caveman style sometimes. Just eat it. Isn't it good? <laughs> Isn't it so good? It is. And, and, and it, it, you're right, though. It is very filling, too. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I don't mind confessing that sometimes I get so bad with it that I'm kind of binded all week long. You're not going to go to the bathroom very well if you do it more than a couple of days straight. That's how I got through the uh, toilet paper shortage, uh, you know, yeah, during yeah. the pandemic. I just ate a lot of cheese, so I didn't have to go. Yeah. Well, now that you mentioned the shortage of the toilet paper... Uh, while I was in the basket looking for a back scratcher, they've got good hard wooden back scratchers there. And I went over to get some paper towels, and I noticed there were no toilet paper. So I told the woman, are we going through this whole problem again? Why isn't there any toilet paper? She goes, I don't know. We haven't had any. And the shelf was bare. So do you know anything about that? I don't know anything about that, but what I would recommend is make the move to a bidet attachment to your toilet. You can get them at Walmart for like 25 bucks. They're easy to put on, and then that, that'll save you a lot of toilet paper. No, that's what I do. I, I use that instead. That's what I did. I'm trying to put one in at the work toilet here, but that I would have to change the, the fill line because we have a hard metal fill line, and I want to change. I have to change it to a flexible one. But, um, you know, that's it changed my life. It's so extravagant for me. I got a bit of things to do with twenty five dollars. I put gas in my car. You oh, know what I mean? you say that now, but wait till you're not spending that twenty five dollars on toilet paper when it starts going through the roof again. So, well, I, I, I'll admit that, and I'm not a big cheapskate, but I am kind of thrifty, and I'll admit that I have in the past bought two just to try them. The Dollar Tree paper. Towel. Let me tell you, it's not that bad, even no. though now it's higher. So, oh, but on the tissues though, on the tissues, you have to be a smart shopper because. It used to be a dollar three. Everything was a dollar and then the tax. Now it's a dollar twenty-five and right. the tax. And so over there, if you go, if you're a smart shopper when you're in the market basket, it's only a dollar nineteen with the tax. So if you're going to go to the Dollar Tree, it's been a dollar twenty-five with the tax. There's talk that Dollar Tree is shifting to a one dollar, three dollar, five dollar format too. So. Well, then they're going to have to change the sign outside. Right. Well, I mean, it still counts. I mean, some things are still a dollar, but you you can really save money on toilet paper. Use both sides. That'll help you out. Uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) I got to hold you there because I got to take the break, but thank you for the call. You have a good day. Bye-bye. You too.
And uh, we will be back in just a few moments. I got one more break to take in the hour, but let's take a a phone call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. All right, Kim, I have a complaint to lodge. Okay. I thought I was your girlfriend and you're getting (laughs) awfully cozy with that lady. (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize. But but her idea about the sandwich of the week was a very good idea. I just, I'm trying to think if I could come up with a different sandwich every week. Um, Maybe a sandwich of the month? Yeah, sandwich of the month. Yeah, it would be interesting. And the other thing I thought, you know when we talk about or um, when that older man was calling about the uh, saving money for the city, I wonder if people around the city have ever been asked to send in to the mayor's office or to the city or both the city council and the mayor's office their ideas for cutting the budget because... Um, there might be some ideas out there that haven't been thought of. I have a feeling that people try hard to come up with cost-cutting ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're doing the best that they can. And we've had some pretty smart mayors. We've had um, John Mitchell. We've had uh, Scott Lang. Um, we've had John Bullitt, Rosemary Tierney. They're always they're very smart people. And if they could have solved that problem, I think they would have. I just think it's the nature of the beast. Yeah, I mean, and and it's there's things that you just have to provide when you have constituents, but also when you have city employees, and and there's always going to be a divide. Jack's column right now is about have the city unions forgotten about the you know the low income taxpayers, and that's that's kind of the divide that people are feeling right now. I think so, and I think I probably shouldn't say it, but I think that some kind of attacks on nonprofits might be in line um, because some of the salaries of the people at the top are very good salaries for this area. They might not be good salaries for Boston or something like that. And I'm not saying they aren't talented um, people, but I think um, some of the nonprofits maybe should um, kick in some money. And I also kind of think some of the churches Although I know churches are struggling, um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of different ways. Listen, I'm, I'm, I understand the need to not tax churches. I understand that. But if you've got vacant churches, you should be paying property taxes on those empty spaces that aren't being used for worship. Agreed. Agreed, because they could be turned into housing. Yep, you're blocking no, that I mean, land I'm from... I'm not being funny. I'm, no, you know, I'm, you're I'm absolutely right. Serious. Absolutely right. So, all right, well, all thank right, you well, for the call. Take care. You have okay. a good day. And, uh, yeah, we can talk more about that coming up in the next hour if you want. But, yeah, if if the church owns land that's just sitting there that could be going to another purpose, they should be paying property tax on it. I totally understand not paying taxes on an active house of worship, but something that is sitting there shut down that is never going to be reopened, you got to contribute. All right, we're going to be back in just a few seconds. Um.